back with another episode of Wrestling with the Homies. I'm the homie Quan, and as always, I'm joined by my good homies, Sylvan, and my boy, Cooley, 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 Cooley. Yeah, yeah. How y'all fellas doing, man? Y'all feeling good? Bless. Highly favored. I'm feeling great, oh, man. How y'all Forever blessed, man. man. Forever blessed. Man we here. Blessed and highly favored. That was very textbook of you, my friend. <laughs> we are here. Let's get it, man. Yo. I'm keeping the textbook before I had to go off the rails. You feel me? <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> nervous. I'm nervous already. Now, look, before we get into this wrestling talk, please tell me y'all saw that Brian Alvarez interview. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> we, yo, we my man, to... Brian Alvarez esteemed wrestling journalist brian alvarez <laughs> said why are the fans chanting whoop that trick at trick williams it doesn't even make sense oh brother <laughs> yo this is why this is why this is why this is why we need black faces in this space he had no idea what whoop that trick was like come on bro you ain't seen hustle and flow you ain't seen a grizzly game, something. Come on, man, that's crazy. That's in, that's as a, as a as a white man, that's that's hilarious to me. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> and if I'm putting myself in his shoes as a white gentleman, and I hear a crowd saying "Whoop that trick," and his name is Trick, and I don't know anything about <laughs> any of the references, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Why do you want Trick to get whooped? It's like uh, I'm not even going to bring it up. Okay. I'm just leave it alone. Like that's their thing. That's their thing. I don't know. Right. You probably didn't even I, know it's our thing, which is the crazy part. I'm saying. And look, shout out to shout out to Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer. We love them to death. But, <laughs> yo, you got to tap in with the culture, my brothers. Tap, tap. But on that note, y'all ready to talk some wrestling? Let's get let's it, man. It. You know what I'm here for. All right. So let's go to Sylvan's favorite topic on this podcast. Let's go to LA Knight real quick. Mm. Uh-oh. I like the way this is starting already. Get your rocks off, man. So 49. LA Knight. LA Knight has... Four of the top five selling T-shirts in WWE right now. Four. Of course he does. Four. Say that again. Say that again one more time. Four. Four. Incredible. Jeez. Incredible. What a guy. But when is the last time LA Knight won a match? Does LA Knight ever win matches? So my no. question is, how does a guy who never wins matches have four of the top five selling T-shirts in a company? How is that possible? That's crazy, right? What if I told you it's not crazy? What if I told you it's by design? What if I told you wins and losses are not as important as you think? Now, let me back up because I know the internet is going to get mad at that statement. I would never say that wins and losses don't matter because we all know a string of wins can spark a career the same way a string of losses can stop momentum. But largely in this wrestling, this premeditated fictional sport Wins and losses are not as important as y'all think. But to tell this story, we really got to go back. I want to look at the career of Seth Rollins. Now, Seth Rollins is a guy who's reached the top of this sport. Do we all agree? Seth Rollins has been at the top, the very top level of this sport. Top dog, top dog, top dog. Seth Rollins was the guy to beat Brock Lesnar at a point when WWE was protecting Brock Lesnar. Nobody beat Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins beat him. He was on top of the world, right? Yep. And then what happened? He got stale. Fans turned on him. He was out here winning matches, but fans turned on him. They started to boo him. He was a baby face out there, high-fiving people in the audience and kissing kids, and the fans were booing. Fast forward to now, 2023, Seth Rollins is on top of the sport again. He's the world champion. He's probably having the best 2003 that you can think of. Would y'all agree Seth Rollins is one of the greatest right now oh, today most, one of the biggest baby definitely. faces in the industry yeah absolutely. most definitely, definitely hall of famer one of the best wrestlers of all time in the making right you see how the and crowd seen that man's song <laughs> oh when he goes out there look he got the crowd in the palm of his hands every week singing his song Thanks. but question when did this career resurgence for seth rollins begin 2002 am i correct 2000 or oh, 20, 22. I mean, 2020. I don't, I don't know why I said 2000. 2022. Is that correct? You know why? The Seth Rollins <laughs> start in 2022. Is that correct? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I got a fun fact for you, fellas. Did you know in 2022, the person in the WWE with the most losses was Seth Rollins? Out of Jeez. a possible 120 matches, Seth Rollins lost 74 of those. God damn. <laughs> That's over 60% of the 
of his matches. <laughs> Seth Rollins lost to Cody Rhodes. Seth Rollins lost to Bobby Lashley. Seth Rollins lost to Austin Theory. Seth Rollins lost to Maverick. I might have beat Seth Rollins in 2022. So <laughs> did you beat Seth Rollins in 22? I didn't beat. I didn't beat Seth Rollins in 2022. Hey, you the only but... one because it looked like everybody <laughs> beat Seth Rollins in 2022. <laughs> Yo, Seth, Lo- Seth Rollins lost so much in 2022. I thought that Michael Jordan was the general manager of Seth Rollins. Oh we all my know Michael Jordan God. teams don't win. So. Oh, my God. Look, my my guidance. Wow. Listen, Seth Rollins was on his back more than a prostitute in 2022. All Yet right. somehow, Yikes. Seth Rollins had his career resurgence. How did a man that had his career resurgence lose more than anybody else on the roster? I'll tell you how character his character developed the dances got a little more wackier the outfits got a little crazier he went from the fur jacket to tights to neon green suits and fishnet tank tops the laugh got a little more sinister the movement the strut it all got a little a little zanier and seth rollins got over he got over to the point where he was a bad guy but the fans were cheering him because think about it. There was no point in time when Seth Rollins became a babyface. He didn't do anything definitive to become a babyface. The fans turned him into a babyface because they got behind his character and started cheering him. They didn't care if he was doing dastardly evil things on screen. They were cheering him because his character connected, which brings me to my last point. Character and your character connecting with the paying audience is the most important thing in professional wrestling. That's way more important than a win and a loss. And again, I'm not saying wins and losses don't matter because they do, but character development is more important than wins and losses will ever be. This past Friday night on SmackDown, we saw LA Knight go to the ring. He cut a promo about becoming the number one contender for the um, US title. He said he was going to defeat Austin Theory at SummerSlam, and then he got in the ring and he lost. When he lost, the internet erupted. Twitter was full of, oh, WWE's not pushing LA Knight. WWE is fumbling LA Knight. I can't believe LA Knight is losing these matches. What are they doing? Do they not realize what they have? Trust me. These wins and these losses are not going to matter because LA Knight has done what 99% of wrestlers strive to do. He's gotten over. And he's gotten over in a way that we haven't seen since, what, the late 90s, early 2000s? So I say this. Go outside, touch grass, relax, rub the back of your ears, and... Give me a woo-sa. Come on, y'all. Woo-sa. Do it with me. Do it with me. One, two, three. Woo-sa. It's yes. going to be all right, wrestling fans. These wins and these losses don't matter because he is over. He is over in a way that most people wish they can get to. So it's not the end of the world. These wins and losses are not that important. And that's my spiel. I'm not mad. Tell us care to react. You you care to react? I, I'm not mad at that. I agree 100%. Kwan, you need an Oscar, man. That was Oscar worthy. I I like that, yeah, man. That was you pretty good. It, that was pretty shed good. Shed a tear, man. I, mean, I gotta look, shed a I, tear. God damn. I gotta tell the truth on this podcast, and I, I'm I'm Jeez. surprised that I'm not getting pushback right now because I know Sylvan loves the argument. Oh, no, I'm still giving you. Some, I'm still giving you some Uh-oh. pushback. Uh-oh, you know, I'm just saying that I agree with you. I'm, I'm just saying I I agree with you. You know, what I mean, my my only pushback, my only pushback is that. While I do agree character work is number one, 100%, you are, by the books, correct. I do think that when you're talking about wrestlers that haven't necessarily gotten over, who are maybe newer and haven't solidified themselves as a top contender in WWE, if they're losing continuously and they haven't really gotten that spark to get them necessarily over to the audience, that can be pretty dangerous to any wrestler. And I mean, we've seen it with countless acts like Mustafa Ali, who has come with multiple character rebrands and multiple repackages. And he just doesn't seem to quite connect. And he's been losing and losing to the point where we've kind of considered him a jobber. And now he's going to NXT to kind of figure out how to, you know, pick up his bearings for the most part. Um, I just think it's a lot more dangerous for, guys who haven't solidified themselves to continue to lose uh while they're trying to figure out what 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 their bearings are as opposed to someone like seth rollins who you know already won the wwe championship won the universal championship beat brock lesnar you know he went stale 
And it's like, okay, well, wrestlers go stale from time to time. You can kind of figure it out. He has the grace to figure it out because he's already solidified. I just think that wins and losses do matter to the wrestlers who haven't gotten over, who haven't solidified themselves as a top contender, who are trying to figure out their their bare bones. Um, if you're losing all the time, we're going to just consider, consider you a jobber or we're going to start considering you as a jobber. And even if you – I understand if you do win, we could still not care, but <laughs> – it's better oh, for me to not, me. but it's better for us to not care and you're winning than for you to lose and us not to care because then you'll probably is, be in catering and we probably won't ever see you on TV again. I okay. a lot of wrestlers. So I got a, I got a question for you, Sylvan. So if wins and losses don't matter, according to you, for the newbies, do you think any of the top wrestlers ever had to go through that in the beginning of their career? Um, I don't question. I don't Good think question. that wins and losses don't matter for new wrestlers. I think that No, you think they do matter. I, I oh yeah, I think I really think they do matter. I'm, I I think yeah, I think wins and losses do matter for newer wrestlers that haven't figured themselves out that are trying to get over and trying to figure out what they're what they're doing with their careers. I think it, it matters a lot more. So what was the but, second part of that question so I can answer no, it? I didn't so, grasp it. So like for example, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, you know, back in right. their fresh days, before they was these top big names, do you think mm-hmm. were they losing a lot and they had to go through that to rise up to the top? Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, The Rock and Stone Cold definitely had to go through it and figure out what their angle was and what their entire character spill was. And they honestly so figured they had it to out. get their character over is what you're saying and then when yeah and absolutely and really absolutely yeah. yeah yeah absolutely i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not mad i'm, just I'm not saying. i'm not i'm not look, disagreeing i'm not disagreeing listen, with to that Cooley's point to Cooley's point let's look at a guy like bray wyatt before bray wyatt connected with the audience as this bray wyatt character we forget he was husky harris he was husky mm-hmm. harris in the nexus he was losing all the time mm-hmm. but it didn't really matter because once he rebranded and connected with the audience with his new character they was behind him. Yeah. But then on the other side of that, we got a guy like Veer. Veer been in the WWE for, what, four years? I don't think he's ever lost. Veer is pretty much on a, gold per- a Goldberg undefeated streak. Mm-hmm. Do any of us care about Veer at all? Yeah. Not at all. Like, I'm uh, sure, I'm sure, I'm sure no. there's someone in India. Like, in <laughs> India, Veer might be Michael Jackson. But, but over oh, here, shit. all those wins that he's stacking up, don't mean a thing to us because his character is not over. Yeah. Like I said, these wins and losses don't matter. But when Look, I can take the same, I can also take the same approach though with, and I keep bringing him up because he's someone that I think that is re- actually trying, who just seems to not be as successful and really can't afford to continue to lose, which is a Mustafa Ali. Ali. Mustafa Ali has continuously repackaged himself, came with different characters, came with different monikers, different angles as and a, it ain't connect. and it, has, sorry, and it, hasn't, it, ain't and it connect. hasn't been connecting whatsoever on any type of level. And on top of that, not only has it not been connecting, but he's been losing, losing so much to the point where, wow, we consider him a jobber. Now, Veer, we don't care about. He's off television. And yeah, absolutely. He needs to get a t- he needs to get some type of character going for himself. But at the end of the day, I can look at Veer and be like, well, all right, cool. He got some wins on television and he has to figure out his character. He has to figure out what he's going to do. But he's not a jobber. I look at, you know, Mustafa Ali as a technically gifted, amazing, uh, fantastic wrestler. But mm. the guy is falling into jobber status to a point where I'm like, you were on the main roster but now you're on NXT competing with the upstarts. I look at it as worse to me so here's the, to here's the have thing. the downgrade than to never really thing. get on. There's really nothing wrong with being a jobber. We've seen a million guys turn it around. <laughs> no, honestly, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm, look, this is coming from the heart. This is not me trolling, trying to be funny and take jabs at Mustafa Ali. I oh, no, you. man. There's nothing really wrong with being a job Because we've seen guys go from being jobbers to being main eventers. I mean, look at Kane. Look at Bray Wyatt. Look at yeah. Brian Danielson. Like, You're not all of wrong. these guys had to go through jobbing before they finally found something that stuck. You, and they you're, not you're not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong, Quan. You're not wrong. But like, look at a guy. Look at a guy. Wait, wait, wait. Before you okay, go, continue, look continue. at a guy like R Truth. We love R Truth. Okay. Oh. R Truth ain't won a match since Barack Obama was president. <laughs> Come on. Like man. outside of that 24 7 title, he, he done his thing. He already has done his thing back in the day. Man. Significant in years. But 
R-Truth, until, until R-Truth decides that he wants to step away from pro wrestling, R-Truth is always going to have a spot on anybody's roster because he has a character that sticks. Like, people love it. They don't care if he's winning. They don't care if he's losing. They just want to see him on TV doing something that's going to entertain them. So that, that's the goal at the end of the day. And it's professional because at the end of the day, this is a fictional sport. It's, a, it's yeah. storytelling. It's, it's theater. It's all presentation. So at the end of the day... The goal is to get over in a big way. The goal is for fans to care about you. You want people booing when you walk through that curtain or you want people cheering when you walk through that curtain. You don't want to come out to silence. But here's the thing, though. You're talking about, you know, and I love R-Truth. I think everybody in this podcast loves R-Truth. But the Shout out to R-Truth. Shout, Shout out to R-Truth. Phenomenal, phenomenal character, phenomenal wrestler. Very underrated wrestler and could probably do a lot more if given the chance and the opportunity. However, we are talking about a novelty act. The guy comes out, does his shook and dance, does the what's up thing, all the kids laugh, you know what I mean? <laughs> he, and he's, he stayed in that lane virtually his entire career, minus maybe like a nine month stint of, you know, him going back to some of his previous work on WWE. cigarettes out there. That smoking was fun. cigarettes, oh, that was, bashing that was at the crowd. It's like, it's like it's, it's, it was, it was a little, it was a little <laughs> intense. A little intense. Yeah. Minus, that little, minus that little stint he had. He, he is virtually a novelty act. We know what to expect for them. But we also got to put ourselves um, in these wrestlers' shoes, be em- empathic. A lot of these wrestlers um, are striving for that top spot. They're striving for that brass ring. I always go, I always relate this back to being an artist, you know, being a musician myself, like we're all striving to try to get to that top, to that top space, or at least a good majority of us are. Mm. A lot of us aren't, uh, a lot of wrestlers aren't necessarily happy with just going out and being successful in a certain facet. They want more. So when I'm putting myself in the space of those guys who are starting out as jobbers, yeah, it's nothing wrong with being a job when you're starting out, but it is something wrong when you've been around for a while and you've been trying to figure it out and you keep slipping down the poles because you're not figuring it out. And you may have had some highlight spots, but now you're further down the totem pole trying to figure out what your next move is going to be. And I always go back right. to Mustafa Ali because he is a guy who's been around for what virtually now put up on seven, eight years now. Yeah. Who, and and it's man. like man like the time the time is ticking yeah. and he's phenomenal but he hasn't figured out something that works so much to the point where we've seen this guy on main rosters we've seen him uh we've seen him on main pay-per-views we've seen him in major feuds we've seen him in factions it's like yeah, it's just nothing, it's not, nothing's sucks, connecting sucks him, and man. it sucks it really sucks so now he's going back to the totem pole and i just think it's really dangerous for for wrestlers who are starting out trying to figure this thing out to be losing continuously because they, they're not afforded the same amount of time and luxury uh, that a Seth Rollins would because of everything that he's already accomplished. That's all. I'm I got saying. an, I got another question for y'all. I hear you. So Quan, you were what saying that? that you were saying that Seth Rollins had 76 losses last year. <laughs> hey man, you can't, hey. I gotta stop saying it like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> he was, I gotta bring, I gotta bring it back up. So, so would you consider so would you consider him a jobber? He was a jobber the whole 2022. Not a jobber, we- but there's so there's a role in, pro- in professional wrestling that we like to consider jobber to the stars. So you're not a jobber per se. Like you don't lose every single match, but when it comes to the big the big angles, your job is just to get other people over. Oh, okay. uh, case in point, one of the jobbers to the stars right now is the Miz. Yeah, The Miz loses pretty much every single match he's in, but the reason he's in that role is because he's so over that if you beat him, the crowd is going to react to you. And it's not going to hurt The Miz because he's going to be over no matter what. So The Miz is a jobber to the stars. Dolph Ziggler is, is a jobber to, to the stars. Uh, and poor Ziggler. Honestly, in 2022, Seth Rollins was a jobber to the stars. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it ain't hurt the boy because he looked like he, he looked like he chilling to me. Yeah. He's a top contender, man. You know, anybody that cashes in on Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns on a main pay-per-view of WrestleMania, the biggest night of them all, and wins wins the Universal Championship, beats Brock, Les- Brock Lesnar clean. I mean, that's a great, you know, jobber to the stars. Like, the Miz, Miz is a two-time Grand Slam champion. Great jobber mm. to the star. Great jobber to the stars, even though I feel like I still would like to see one more reign. I'm, I'm just insane I'm like that. that. You know, and, but, you know, Ziggler, good job to the stars, even though I'd like to see a, another reign, even though, you know, it is what it is. 
you know, like I, I think those guys can afford to go stale and figure it out. I just don't think the young guys can do that. It's like there's a time bomb. There's a ticking time clock. And the guys like The Rock and Stone Cold, you know, they had to figure it out or else it was going to be curtains for them, too. And thank <laughs> God that they did, because, man, right. we would have probably never got any of those guys. Well, uh, shout out, just... shout out to Vince Russo, you know, for uh, keeping Stone Cold afloat. <laughs> oh, I'm just no. saying, oh, I'm just saying, no. attitude oh, error, no. baby. Wait, attitude error, baby. Shout out to Vince Russo. We're not going, and this was not planned. But since you bringing up Vince Russo, <laughs> hey, 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 attitude. I met Johnson, man. I met Johnson. Oh, said that uh, WWE wanted him to do a lynching angle. And I know it was Vince Russo. Vince Russo, I know it was you because you did the same angle with the big boss, man. You hung him from the cage. Come on. This is why black Uh, people are needed in these writers' rooms. Black people are needed in these writers' rooms so they can immediately strike that down and be like, yo, you out your goddamn mind if you're trying to hang a black man on TV. I know that was Vince Russo. So Vince Russo... I know it's not the end of the show, but I'm packing you up. Vince Russo, hey, you get it packed. Hey, you hey. are getting packed up. Listen, I, I wasn't bringing sorry, that up. I didn't mean to do that. I, I wasn't bringing that. that up. Quan made me look kind of crazy just now. I was just talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm coming up and attitude. I don't know what the list of. Hey, man, God, Vince Russo yeah. was uh, sending us a secret agent to WCW to you know shut it all down. So I, he kind of gets some respect for me. You know what I mean? Shut that hey, toilet man. dumpster down, man. But, so, but listen, absolutely. man. At the end of the day... I don't know who came up with this with this topic about even wins and losses. Does it matter? Do it matter? We all know deep down inside it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter. It's not a live sport. It's to all a degree entertainment. It matters, but, uh, no, man. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's about the character. You gotta you gotta get out there. It's about the character. You don't get the highest prize with how many wins you have. This is not basketball, baby. Like it's not. It's, it's really not. You know what I'm saying? When Kane won his first title run, I believe it was in 98, how many mm-hmm. wins did he yeah. have? <laughs> Two? Oh, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know because it doesn't matter. Yeah. We were just happy he got his, his, his exactly. 24-hour title run at the end of the well, day. I will, so. you, know, you, you know what? I will. All right. So let me, po- let me pose this question. Is it a time for wrestlers – is there a time where wrestlers have to win in order for them yeah. to see a certain trajectory of their career? Absolutely. I hear so. a, uh, you know, who's homie from the Nexus again? Um, uh, Wade Barrett? Wade Barrett. When Wade Barrett didn't win against yeah, John Cena, hurt him. that kind of der- that derailed everything. And that kind of, you know, put his career into a completely different space. So is there a time where wrestlers do need to win in order to cement what the trajectory of their career is going to be? Absolutely. So that was a good question. Uh, that was a good question. Absolutely. I think that there does come a time when everybody has to get that big victory, especially if they're on the cusp of breaking out to superstardom. So this is not me saying that like a guy like L.A. Knight never needs to win. He he can just stack losses for the rest of his career because he's over. At some point, if they want him to get to that next level, he's going to have to get that big victory because we we've seen instances where like a guy like Rusev was on the on the cusp of breaking out and he didn't get the big victory. And then he kind of faded away after. But on the same note, we don't know what really went into that. Rusev was a problem backstage. We all know that his girlfriend at the time, who's his wife now, Lana, was involved in an on-screen relationship with Dolph Ziggler, and he took it upon himself to post that they got engaged on Instagram, and Vince McMahon was like, all right, you want to do that and just step on our TV? Well, it's over for you. And once Vince McMahon wasn't behind you, it's like, it's never going to work out. It don't matter how over you get. So we don't know what the situation be like with a lot of these guys when they get to that cusp and they just don't get the big victory. We might think that the victory played a part when really it's a lot of that goes on behind the scenes that stops them from getting to that level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You That's crazy, right, man. I mean, we can, we, we can say wins and losses matter in certain situations, but yeah, the facts. record of each wrestler, it doesn't matter. There like there, it doesn't yeah, matter. There we go. We can say that. Yeah. Hey, wrestling fans got short term memory. All we all we remember is what's happening in front of us right now. So, <laughs> six months from now, ain't nobody gonna be saying, "Remember when LA Knight lost the Fatal Four Way on a random ass SmackDown in July?" Like that's not what's gonna happen. Like, calm down. Predetermined again. results, no, no. guys. We know what's about Woo-sa. to happen before it happens. Relax. Look, I'm I'm glad we can all kind of come to a, a middle ground on that. But anyway, it's a peaceful moment. Let's wrap that up. Yeah. What you got for us, Sylvan? Because I know you about to have me in my bag. Uh-oh. 
I don't know, man. I'm, you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think it's going to be that bad this time. I just have something that I want to discuss really quickly, and I, I'd like to start this out with a story if you guys would entertain me uh, for a little bit. Let's get it. I, my, I'm sitting Indian style. I'm ready for this. Uh-oh. I bet, man. So, you Wait, know, why you sitting Indian like, style, man? <laughs> Wait, is Indian style offensive? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yo, I'm low, low, I'm wait, kidding. hey, yo, low key is Indian style hey, like offensive cool. now? <laughs> Hey, look, man, hey, look, I don't know I, anything if, about that. Hey, you know, if Indian I, I, style I is because I, I don't know where that derives from. It's just something that black people been saying for yeah. For ages. So look, if that's offensive and like if it is, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. But anyway, continue, continue, my brother. Silver. <laughs> Let's get it, Silver. All, right, All right, man. So I like to preface this by saying that I've never had a favorite wrestler growing up. Like, sure, mm. I. I you until know until LA Knight was born. <laughs> yeah, until LA Knight was born. I was until yeah, you know what I mean? I was like, yo, this is my guy. But nah, nah, for real. Like I, I resonated with The Rock. You know, I I very like very much resonated with him. But you know, I, I couldn't tell you like he was my favorite wrestler. I couldn't say that, oh, this is the guy that like I want to be like when I grow up. And it was nothing personal. I just didn't have one. I enjoyed the stories and the entertainment, you know, but the the wrestling as a whole is what I enjoyed. I cared about the product of it. However, in my early 20s, I realized that Triple H is my favorite wrestler. And I've never looked at Triple H as the best in-ring talent or even the best mic performer or even the best character. But where Triple H strived was his willingness to be the bad guy and his passion for the business above anything else. I think we can all agree with that. Mm. I relate to this as a musician. Once again, I always bring this back to rap and wrestling. And I love hip hop. And I have a passion for artistry beyond my own artistry. And Triple H loves wrestling, but he loves the wrestling business even more. It's what, uh, it's what attributes to his humility. And Triple H also knew that he also knew that he could make wrestlers around him better if he just had the chance, i.e. DX, i.e. Evolution, i.e. China. His knack for positioning talent he saw <laughs> potential in is unmatched. It's something us wrestling fans have really appreciated about him, whether we've been aware of it or not. Mm-hmm. Now, at the uh, height the of butt. the... Here comes not the yet, butt. Not yet, okay, not okay, yet, I'll not s- yet, you know what I mean? Not yet, not yet, you know what I mean? Not yet. I'm like a watchdog. I'm ready to attack. Not yet, you know what I mean? Not, not yet. I'm, I'm always there, you know what I mean? Look, you know, at the height of the Vince McMahon era, which only ended a year ago, mm-hmm. which is crazy. It's it. felt like two or three years at this point. We as wrestling fans clamor for Triple H to take the reins and usher in a new era of WWE with more poignant storylines, authentic characters, and getting TV time that they deserve. And last year, that's exactly what we received further as much as we love to hate triple h we have come to turn babyface on him in recent years as he's virtually made amends for his wrestling sins by transitioning to nurturing a plethora of wwe superstars from behind the scenes that we have all come to love and cherish which is mm. why it pains me to say oh, here we go here it comes with a heavy heart that the very reason we have come to love triple h it might be the very reason one of his biggest blind spots as COO has cost him some massive, massive failures. I'm going to pose a question to you, brothers, and then I'm going to answer it. Here's the question. Has Triple H given up on his recent rehires in WWE? The answer no. is yes. No. The answer is absolutely yes. And here's why. Now, while Vince released wrestlers for the sake of business, a lot of wrestling fans have showed empathy calling out the cold-hearted and cutthroat, the cutthroat approach for dealing. (laughs) For real, it's a business. You know what I mean? For dealing with talent who have had families to feed and potential to reach. We judged and we made assumptions calling Vince heartless and out of his mind for wasting talent that could have utilized, that he could have utilized better, basically. So, of course... Triple H being a man with the passion for the business of wrestling, we hired majority of the talent release as soon as he assumed head of creative in WWE with Vince out of his way. We as wrestling fans rejoiced and we couldn't wait to see some of our favorite superstars reach their full potential under new management. Now, Mm -hmm. some of this talent includes, and it's not all of it, and I've left out a few. I've left out a few. I'm just going to hit the main ones. That we were all like, wow, they're back. Hit Row. <laughs> yeah. Karrion Cross. Yeah. Braun Strowman. 
Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, the Good Brothers, <laughs> Dexter Loomis, Bray Wyatt. And you know what? Just for the fact of, you know, having this name again, I'm going to put Johnny Gargano again. You you get it twice. You're going to you're going to get yeah. you're going to get you're going to get mentioned <laughs> twice. Now, I am guided to bring up, guys. I'm you know, I'm, I'm guided to bring up that we are approaching a full year since the main <laughs> roster debut of Johnny Gargano. And in this debut year since, we have seen a few promising moments that have led to virtually nothing else. Can can we agree? No, um, uh, oh, oh, no, we can't. We can't. No. Agree. I just want. I just want to. I just want to know. I just before I continue. Know, this, this is a very dishonest um, conversation that you're having with yourself right now. It's okay. Very dishonest because you're leaving out very specific details. But continue. Yeah. You know, I figured you would say that, so I figured I would just break down the the runs in a few sentences of all of the wrestlers that I mentioned. Oh my god. From where they started to where they are right now, and oh my god. and then we can you know get into whether or not what I'm saying is just. You know, some narrative that I made up in my mind because I rather see wrestlers, you know, perform a certain way or if there's okay, just something that I'm missing because I'm, I'm pretty biased in my reason. I'll play along. I'll play along. Let's hear it. All right. Cool. Triple H has adopted what I like to call. You had a spark when you started. <laughs> <laughs> You're not about to do this. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> hey, yo. you know what? You know what? I'm going to just leave you it there. You had a spark when you started. I'm going to just leave it there. You had a spark when you started. We all know the saying. But we yeah, all know man. the saying. Now, he has adopted this moniker with his approach with the booking around his rehires. I will explain. Around his rehires. I will explain. Now, Hit Row had a strong debut, but has since turned heel in an attempt to win over an audience that doesn't really care about them currently. Am I correct? Eh, yeah. All right, Karrion Cross literally debuted, beating Drew, beating up Drew McIntyre, and placing an hourglass in front of the Tribal Chief, <laughs> saying "TikTok, TikTok," <laughs> but has since been booked like a jobber, despite having great aesthetics. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, right. Braun Strowman Super debuted Super. to a massive pop. On a Raw, clamoring through an entire tag team division, only to have an apologetic makeshift tag team with Ricochet that due to his trash, due to his trash, due to his trash. I didn't say anything was wrong with it. See, y'all okay. are just jumping on me. I said a hey, makeshift man. apologetic tag team due to his his trash comments on flip flopper wrestlers versus big guys that ended abruptly due to an injury. I didn't say the tag this team was trash. I like the tag team. But is it? Am I right or am I wrong? I like the tag team. Narrative, but continue. I like the tag team. David and Goliath. Right, I think they who's should have been called that. Am I right or am I wrong? I just want to. You're know. wrong, but who's next? Okay, Tommaso Ciampa was the Miz's sidekick. Oh my god. Okay. <sighs> With right, matching next? gear. I'm about to destroy you. I'm letting you <laughs> which know right now. I ended, am about to destroy which you. Which abruptly ended due to an injury, and he's picking up the pieces back to his original moniker. Am I right or am I wrong? I'm about to destroy you, Sylvan. I'm letting you know right now. Okay. So. All right. You know, the, the facts are in, are in the pudding, man. The Good Brothers had a debut with AJ Styles and Mia Yim. This is, these are false narratives. You are leaving out very important specifics. I'm Uh-oh. merely stating how they started okay. versus where they ended. No, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm just, done with I'm, this. You can't be done because I'm not done with this. You can't be done because I'm not done. Let's talk I'm not done. Wait, 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 wait. Finish that list. Done. Finish that list. Yes, let me finish my list. The Good Brothers had a debut with AJ Styles and Mia Yim that was strong, but because of AJ Styles' injury, they virtually stayed off television, and we've not cared about them on television since. They haven't stayed on it on television. There was a big specific reason why they weren't on television that you left out, but go ahead, continue. But they, but they weren't on television, though. For a reason. Oh, okay. I'm just making we, sure we just, that we, we just, understand the we facts. We just forgot that AJ Styles broke his ankle. Was I, out said for eight I, months. Said, I said it. I said it. I said, but because continue. of an AJ Styles injury, continue. they virtually stayed off television, and we've not cared about them since. Continue. You know, the truth hurts, and I, I'm hurting about this, too. I like these guys. I like all. I like everybody on this list. I have an affinity no, you don't. for these wrestlers. No, yeah, you you're right. <laughs> you're yeah, right. I yeah. I don't care about everybody on this <laughs> yeah. But I like I like a lot of these guys. I like a lot of these guys. Right. Let's just talk about the obvious. Hold on. Sylvan is I'm ignoring. Still, 
I'm still not done. You're going too long, brother. I, we 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 almost we we almost there. Dexter Loomis literally had the entire wrestling community up in arms for about three uh, months. Yeah, you're right about that. Which his booking style and his stalker approach against the Miz, but the ball was dropped on the story angle, and he was positioned with Johnny Gargano before they virtually disappearing on television. And you know why that happened? Because Tommaso Ciampa. Oh my God! And of course, you realize that there were. Oh, all right, and of ahead. course, last but not least, Bray Wyatt. Uh, come on, having a glow in a dark. Having a glow in the dark, sticks and stones may break my bones, but LA Knight jumping off a 30-foot cliff due to a botched choke slam from a masked Uncle Howdy won't kill me match. To virtually disappearing from television altogether, nowhere to be found, leaving personal the entire reasons. wrestling community hanging personal for reason. maybe personal, personal reasons, reasons, maybe creative differences, maybe he's just, I don't know. I believe okay. Triple H's passion for the wrestling business may in a lot of ways be getting in a way of his judgments around the potential of superstars. Triple H is a risk taker, and this is not to say he hasn't been successful in his approaches with some wrestlers. However, we are going to not ignore the blind spots of Triple H's run. I believe in a lot of ways Triple H is like a kid with a shiny new toy with a lot of the wrestlers that he loves and believes in. It may be good for a time, but at some point, they either end up in the garbage or collector's items. And end scene. Now, all right, you guys still get your rocks off. <laughs> all right, I just wanted to now, let you guys know how I felt. I know let me, got a lot to say. My favorite wrestler this. of all time, by the way. Let me attack this because this was a very disingenuous. Dis, how do I say that word? Disingenuous. Disingenuous. Dis, dis, yes. Disingenuous. This was a very disingenuous argument that you're making, and I'll tell you why. You're leaving out very important details. excuses oh oh my bad very details. important details all right, first yeah. of all you okay. forgot to mention that Tommaso Ciampa's run was cut short because oh he had a hip injury that took him out of action for the damn near the entire duration of Triple I said, H's he, had, run. I said he had an injury I said it Triple H it's not Triple H's fault that Tommaso Ciampa broke his hip and needed surgery let's talk about Braun Strowman oh we forgot that Braun Strowman is paralyzed in one of his legs right now it's not yeah. Triple H's fault that Braun Jeez. Strowman can't walk everybody's got injury on here it's crazy we man. forgot that Johnny Gargano got injured in hell um what is it elimination chamber it's not his fault that Johnny Gargano got injured oh, we okay. forgot that AJ Styles broke his ankle which left his team sidelined for eight months it's not Triple H's fault that I, I, sa- I said he was injured ankle. I said I said everybody was injured it's, it but sounds look, like he just likes hiring a bunch of injured prone injury prone wrestlers outside of injury prone wrestlers outside of these injuries Sylvan left out a couple important names that Triple H brought back and I wonder why was it because he was trying to make a false narrative that Triple H has only hired bums I because said last some. time I checked last time I checked Triple H also rehired Dakota Kai who's a two-time t- women's tag team champion she's one of the most popular <laughs> women in the company <laughs> last time I checked <laughs> yeah. he also he also yeah. rehired EO Sky who's the two-time Ooh, women's tag team champion who's killing. one of the most over she women in the killing. company right now and also Mrs. Money in the Bank did we forget about her <clears throat> oh wait a minute there's another woman we forgot Chelsea Green Oh, the God. current women's tag team champion okay. Triple H brought her back we All didn't right. mention her why didn't we mention her I don't know. Wait a minute. What about Bronson Reed? Bronson Reed, the next big, great big man on Monday Night Raw. We forgot about him. Why didn't I we like mention Bronson him? Reed. Is it because he's stacking up W's and looking like he's next in line? Yeah, I like Bronson Reed. He's nice. What about all the gimmicks that reverted back to their original state under Triple H? What about, oh, your favorite, LA Knight? Wasn't he Max Dupree a year ago? Yeah. Remember oh, that? Absolutely. Remember the Maximum Male Models? Where yeah, I remember. Triple yeah, H, I remember that. Triple H is responsible for this LA Knight. Am I right? Yeah, I didn't say that. I didn't say. He, I didn't right, say. Right, he, cool. I didn't say. I didn't say. I'm not cool, saying cool, Vince cool, does. Cool. I'm not. I'm sorry, Vince. What I'm not was, saying Triple wait, H doesn't. Wait, 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 have I'm done. Wins. I'm not done. I'm not done. Yeah, get your rocks what, off. What was Dominic Mysterio doing a year ago? Wasn't he um, running around his dad and what doing his dad? nines and like yeah. nobody cared? What did Triple yeah. H do to Dominic Mysterio? Oh, that's right. <laughs> he took him to prison. Came out with a teardrop and an off-white flannel. He repping the gang. <laughs> he repping the hood now. He repping the body Yeah, he dirty Dom now. Triple H has done a lot. Right in his run, so let's I'm not, not pretend that all his rehires have been terrible. There's been I'm reasons not. why these things have gone. Look, wrestling fans, I understand that in y'all perfect world, everybody is undefeated, everybody's a, a world champion, nobody ever loses, and everybody's on TV for an equal amount of time. But at the end of the day, everybody has a role to play. Okay, some of these people were brought back to be depth on the roster, and that's fine. 
y'all realize that wrestling is not only happening when it's on TV. We understand that, that WWE has house shows during the week, right? It's not just Facts. Mondays and Fridays. There's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday as well. Yeah. A lot Absolutely. of these guys wrestle regularly on these house shows. Karrion Cross is a regular. The Good Brothers, they're regulars on these shows. So just because they're not getting the TV time that you want because you want everybody to have equal time in this perfect fantasy world that you made up in your head doesn't mean that they were bad rehires. Some people you know, were just brought back for depth, and that's okay. You know, Quine, the reason why I can't agree with you is because you're not being empathic towards these wrestlers. You're assuming that every hey, wrestler man, is okay with just Making millions of dollars getting to do what they love. Why see, that's, that's, a false, that? see, that's a false understanding of how wrestlers think. You think every wrestler is just in here doing it for the money. And if wrestlers were doing it for the money, a lot of them would have seen other promotions. You know, coolie, you, coolie, coolie, coolie. Let's, put, let's, let's, let's pull up the work night. the best? Do you I, gotta get, I gotta get this bag and pay these bills. Cooley, Cooley, what, Cooley, what do you love? What do you love? What do you love versus how do you work? Okay. Where do how do you what do you love versus why do you work? You work to pay the bills. Now, at some point, you want what you do that you love to be the thing that pays the bills, right? Now, a lot of, of these wrestlers are doing what they love to do. It's not about and paying the money. The bill. So what's yeah, the absolutely. The problem is that what, once you're paying the bills, real, doing do what you love, you still Sylvan. want more. Now look Sylvan. at LA Knight. LA Knight wait, 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 wait. at Sylvan, impact. Sylvan, let me ask you a question. You realize that you're talking about rehires, right? Yeah. Before absolutely. they were rehired, what were they doing? They were saying how down. are they getting paid? They were saying down. Home, trying right? to were they making money? Unemployed, baby. So now they're getting paid? So no, what's the problem? Paid. The problem is that it's more about it's more than money for these wrestlers. A lot look, of these wrestlers pro, took pay cuts. Pro wrestling is not Pokemon training. You don't you, wow, not, the goal training? is not to be the best Pokemon trainer in the world. The, wow, the, the goal man. is to make a living doing it's what you real, like to do. And it's really they are unfortunate. A living doing what they love it's, to do. It's this is highly not, everybody unfor- ain't Ash Ketchum. It's highly not unfortunate. It's highly unfortunate. Come on, man. This is wrestling. Highly unfortunate. It's highly unfortunate that you're not putting yourself in these wrestlers' shoes for real. You're thinking that just because wrestlers show up for work and are getting a paycheck that they should be happy and get a pat on the back. At the end of the day, these wrestlers, a lot of them, a good majority, not all of them, want to reach the top of the toting pole. It's the reason why we hear the stories again and again about wrestlers being unhappy about their position, being unhappy about how they're moving in the company. I mean, my gosh, how many times are we going to hear about wrestlers wishing that they had more TV time? A disgruntled Mustafa Ali. I wish I had more time. I wish I had more of an opportunity to show what I could really do in this company. Because at the end of the day, money isn't everything to these wrestlers. If they were just here to just get a paycheck and wrestle, they could wrestle anywhere in the world. It's a reason why people go to WWE. They want to be superstars. Otherwise, you can wrestle at Impact. LA Knight was making more money at Impact. He took a pay cut to go to NXT because he wants to be that guy. And now it paid off. He he wants to be that guy. And and he's still under that contract. He's still under that contract. He has to renegotiate his contract after, based off you of the things that he's done from, from NXT to the main roster, right? There is. I don't know any. They, I they don't. I don't. I don't. I can't. I can't confirm. Nor Look, at I. the end of the day, if wrestlers go to work because they want to be the best or whatever, like that's cool and all. But Triple H, I'm here to let you know. I'm about my bread. So if you want to bring me in to be a jobber, take some pens, I'll do it if you've given me the right amount of money. So look, look your boy up, Hunter. My name is Quan. I live at 2070. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Uh, I was like, yo, that brother, like, <laughs> I was like, hey, brother, I like, so, look, I'm so, crazy, but I ain't that crazy. So, so what I'm hearing from, uh, based off Sylvan's list of failures, pretty much they're all just injury prone. And that's not on them because wrestling is a high level activity sport. So can we blame them and can we call them bums? And another thing, was Vince wrong or right for letting these people go? Now look, I'm going to say I'm going to say yes. He got a lot of I'm going to say yes. He got a lot of flack for letting these people go, but Triple H brought them back, and now look, now look, and that's my point. That's my point, Cooley. Is that in my opinion? We bashed Vince McMahon. Now, I don't know. I know I said before jokingly, like, Vince was right. I'm just being, I'm joking. I don't really know if Vince was right. But I can't deny the fact that in the, in the past year, we haven't seen a lot from these wrestlers, whether it be injury prone, storyline prone, 
or character prone. We haven't seen a lot from these guys at all on any level. Now, I can't attribute Triple H hiring injury prone guys. You know what I mean? I don't believe that these guys are injury prone. Everybody suffers injuries. It just is what it is. You go through it. You figure it out. You move through it all. But I am saying that Triple H's passion may be getting in the way of what he views as potential to these WWE superstars versus Vince McMahon's approach, which is, well, maybe we don't really need these guys like that. <laughs> which uh, two not, different, I'm... two different, two different, two different perspectives on how to book wrestling. But I, the proof is in the pudding. I've laid it out. We are, we were really excited, and now we're not. And I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, like. Sylvan is speaking a lot of truth. I like a lot of the guys that Triple H has brought back. And obviously, I want these people to have jobs. I don't Facts. see a problem with looking out for the people that you like. If Triple H likes Johnny Gargano and he wants to bring him back, but it doesn't necessarily work out on the main roster, at the end of the day, he's getting a paycheck. And Triple H looked out for his boy. So Facts. I can't fault him for that. But Sylvan is definitely not wrong. We did expect a lot from these guys, especially Hit Row. When Hit Row came yeah. back, I was so behind Hit Row. And shout out to AJ oh, yeah. Francis. You got, AJ. Bars, you got bars, my guy, but I really expected a lot from that. So, like, the fact that we didn't get much from them, it kind of it kind of hurt my heart to see. But at the end of the day, you got, like I, I said in the beginning, character is everything. Find a better I, character and get over. I'm my, sorry. My last thing is that, you know, this goes back to my point with some of these wrestlers on here. It's kind of hard to be in this position. You can't be in this position trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Taking L's, not being on TV, because at a certain point, we just going to look at you like, oh, there goes that guy again. You know, no reaction. You're not getting booze. You're not getting cheers. You're just getting, oh, there, here comes Hit Row. Or, oh, here no, comes re- No Cross. reaction is the worst reaction. The worst. Oh, and yeah. that, for me, is dangerous for newer superstars. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, good talk. Good talk, my guys. You made you made some good points. You could be you made you made some strong points. You know what I'm saying, you know what I mean? You. you know what I mean? Just you know, I'm trying I'm just I'm just trying to, you know, call a spade a spade, man. Hey, shout Love out to you, Gargano though. Shout, shout Yo, shout out to you. Hopefully Gargano. he gets shout back out to Bray. Right now that Tommaso Champa is back. Shout out to Bray. Where shout is out to Bray. Bray. That's a whole hey, listen, that's a whole hey, different listen, topic listen, for listen, a whole hey, different podcast. I had to do my Larry June. Hey, 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 hey. Relax. No, I I you know Bray. I I respect you, Bray, but man, you know. Uh, I'm, hey, I'm giving listen, up. Don't listen to I'm nothing that this man. I, I'm saying that I am giving up. You know, hey, I, I don't. My brothers love you, and I respect them, and I respect you. But I'm personally giving up. I'm, Guess what? Hip hop for your happiness. Do it, brother. Hip hop is fickle, and so is wrestling. So hey, let's keep it going. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, <laughs> we sh- short term memory, baby. Whatever is in front of hey. us, we react, and we don't care about what happened last week, six months ago. But anyway, let's get back to my. Favorite part of the show, Jay Cooley, Cooley, Cooley. What you got for us in the rundown? Uh-oh, What's going we on? We got in the a world lot of wrestling. things going on. I don't know if y'all was watching wrestling this Saturday. Uh, it was a, a, lot, a lot of things Saturday? happened. That exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man, relax. Oh. <laughs> hey, I love relax, AEW. man. I'm just playing. Hey, so that's my Saturday. One of one of our legends that you know was birthed from WWE, who's over there across the hall of AEW. Um, after his match, he put his boots. In the middle of the ring and oh, left. Oh, yeah. You know who we're talking yeah. about? We are talking about Badass Billy, Billy Gunn. Badass Billy Gunn, man. Is this indicating yeah, a man. retirement? Or he might be taking a break, maybe shift angle gimmicks. I don't know. But personally, to me, I think he's retired, man. You don't just put your boots in the ring and leave. Yeah, I think, I think he might be retired, when, man. Usually, when you leave your boots in the ring, that means it's it's a wrap for you, right? I, I mean, yeah, I, I hope this is a storyline. Yeah. Like this can't be real, right? I mean, how long is his contract up with him? I don't. It, it, seems, it could be nearing the end now. So maybe this is just to indicate that his AEW career is over. I wouldn't be surprised if he went back to the WWE and did like a producer role or something. I mean, Triple H is his man's, ain't he? Yep. Yeah. yeah but there was, yeah. but he didn't do no nod to the crowd or nothing. He just aggressively threw his boats in the ring and just left. Yeah, I'm like, see, wait, that's, this is weird. That's why I think this might be a storyline. Like maybe this is something to just get him to get away from that. Um, the was <laughs> the claim, the whole scissor me, scissor me, daddy joint. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> pause. Whoa. Pause. Hey, yo. <laughs> Yeah, but thing. maybe this is just a way to get him away from that, and this is just a storyline. Like I, I'm kind of unclear about this, but if it is a career, yo, Billy Gunn, you one of the goats. 
You got one of my favorite theme songs of all time. I'm an ass man. <laughs> hey, pause that. Pause that. I'm an ass man, by the way. Like, what hey, was you man. doing? The ladies love that dude, man. I will never forget you know about that. <laughs> but yeah, if it, that's what, 26 years? Man, shout out yeah, to Billy Gunn. Yeah, that's crazy. Shout out to Billy Gunn, man. I don't, I, don't, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's done. I think it's... um. I think he's either at the end of his contract or it's going to transition to a different storyline for him. Um, but, you know, if he is retiring, man, I mean, all respect and love to you, Billy Gunn. You know, I, I mean, I, 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 yeah, Hall of Famer, Hall bro. Of Famer. Um, I wish you got to work with The Rock. You know what I mean? I wish The Rock put you over. <laughs> he's you know, but, 60 you know. years old, y'all. Billy Gunn is 60 Wait, years old. Billy Gunn is 60? Yo, my man wow, like God, that man damn. is in shape. He is in shape. Like Batista. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> like well, Batista, I mean, I mean, Ric Flair was wrestling until he was like 98, so. Eh. <laughs> Yo, eh. Ric Flair got to be 107 at this point. Nah, like, man. Ric Flair like 75, bro. Nah, bro, he tells it a crib. Something like that. He's 75 he's... in human years, but like in wrestling years, Ric Flair is about bro. 730. Bro, that's crazy. <laughs> And, uh, uh, next on our list, we have you know we got to take it back to the bloodline because it's what makes wrestling. Oh god, it's the most big thing. We have Umaga's son Zilla Fatu made his in ring debut at Reality of Wrestling. How are we feeling about this man? He did the spike. Oh my god, how are we feeling about Yo, this man? So I, I'm I love Zilla Fatu. I I, I can see a lot coming for Zilla Fatu. He's one of the few wrestlers that I have been following before he was even a professional wrestler. So Zilla Fatu, he um he got into some trouble when he was a little younger. He did some time. Mm-hmm. He came out of jail. Tattoos all on his neck. Turned his life Yikes. around and and now he's um he's looking like he he's going to be the next big thing in professional wrestling. Hopefully. He makes it to WWE. I know a lot of people from that reality of wrestling, which is Booker T's training school. A lot of those guys go from there to WWE. So I yeah. can I can see that in Zilla Fatu's future. I mean, he's a part of the Bloodline family, the NOI family. So he already I mean, got that not? working for him. He's got a lot of charisma, man. And um, I'd like to see him. De- I mean, obviously, I want to see him come to WWE. I thought his end ring uh, debut was promising. You know what I mean? I think. I mean, I think he still has some things to work out here and there but he's definitely super promising man and um i don't know this just kind of feels like i know the bloodline is just now started you know me shots to rikishi rikishi doing the you know i did it for the rock in 20 and 2000 you know and that was really the start of the bloodline storyline but i feel like now that it's at its height we kind of are seeing the the breadcrumbs of like generations of the bloodline being on tv for years right. to come you know i could see right. this being like something that just continues to go on and on like a reoccurring storyline so shout out to zilla man i'm glad you changed shout your life out to zilla, man hey, man we bro zilla. it's great we gotta to see get zilla here. on this podcast oh yeah yeah we gotta up, get yeah. zilla on this podcast for sure hey zilla a little hood though so i hope he stay out of trouble because like videos i'm like yo zilla here, like homie. he from the hood he, is he from inglewood we sure he's not from inglewood I don't know. He might, from, he might be from Nipsey. He might be from, might be from Nipsey Hood. I don't know. Hey, but shout out to Zilla. Okay, so next we have on our list um, probably the funniest segment I've seen in the past three weeks. I don't know. This man, Grayson Waller, bro. <laughs> he extended an invitation. <laughs> he extended an invitation to The Rock, bro, because The Rock is unemployed, for those who don't know. He's in Hollywood, obviously. Um... <laughs> That's not funny. Shout out to the. It's, it's the not funny. Shout out to the Rock and the writers. Come on, man. But yeah, he, he wants down. Yeah, he wants the Rock to be a guest on his show at SummerSlam, which will be hilarious. I think the Rock should do it. I think he should pull up. But then again, I'm sure fans will still be mad regardless because he didn't even pull up for WrestleMania and all the stuff prior. But I think he should pull up to, to SummerSlam. That'll be dope, man. That's just me. <sighs> Hell no, nah. The Rock, oh. stay your ass away from yeah. some. Come on, man. While look, while I would Thanks. love to see The Rock, bro, his cousin getting his ass whooped every week by Roman Reigns. Like Roman Reigns is dog walking your cousin, and you can't come back for that. But you are gonna come back for this this Australian white man calling you out? Nah, get out of here, The Rock. If you're not coming back to defeat Roman Reigns and protect your cousins, then stay out the way, man. Go, I, go, I go, chill until this the strike is I, over. He don't need to be a part of the bloodline story no more. I don't, I don't, you know, it is what it is. At this I, point. I, I, now until I, it happens. I think, I think he should come back and do both. I think he should come back, do the Grayson Waller effect, give that man a little rub, pause, 
you know what I mean, and do what you got to do. Get him over. Bro, you know what I'm saying? You want him and to then, rub like, Grayson Waller? What? That's why I said it. <laughs> you know the rules. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> and so, like, you know what I mean? Give Grayson Waller, you know, give Grayson Waller the, the Waller effect. And then, you know. Pause for up. that. I, I don't even know what that means. My I bad. don't need sorry. You know I'm what I'm sorry. saying? I, like, I don't need I'm, oh. I'm over here on my Cam and Mace right now. My bad. You and your Damien da- Damien Daz, bro. Yeah, man. I'm just saying, you know, that's the name of the show. He's gonna do his he should be on the talk show, is what I'm saying. He should be on the talk show, put him over, and then he should intervene at the end of SummerSlam once Jay gets his, you know, gets himself beat up. Because he will. Jay is going to lose very, very badly. And I want you know, Roman to beat the bricks off of him, and then I want The Rock to pull up and be like, nah, bruh. Get off it ain't happening cousin. like that. Get off my cousin. Off and that's going to lead us to Survivor Series where, you know, we will get the match between him and The Rock and then or Royal Rumble or whatever. And, you know, he and The Rock puts over Roman uh, in a proper way where Roman beats him and keeps it pushing. So, yes, I think he should return, but he should do both. That's I'm not mad sense. at that. Hey, yeah. WWE uh-huh. really trust Grayson Waller because they... They That's crazy, him, right? They had him, gave him Cena, and then they gave him Edge, and now The Rock. God damn. Yeah. They gave him the, uh, Randy Orton effect. Right. Somebody loves him. Damn. Well, that's, crazy, man. that's crazy. Pseudos. Well, well, next up we have, from uh, the news I was seeing, Brian Pillman Jr. just left AEW, and he is currently training <laughs> at the Performance Center for WWE. And he's expected to sign a deal. For those who don't know, his father was a legend from the 80s, from the 90s. He wrestled on ECW, WCW, tra- tragically passed away, early 90s. And his son is carrying his legacy, hopefully. And we'll see what he'll do in WWE. I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's get it. Y'all, y'all want me to tell the truth? Y'all want me to tell the truth or, 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 or be nice? Oh, my God. Tell the truth, bro. Look, I'm going to be nice. Shout out, shout out nah, to Brian nah, Pillman nah, Jr.'s nah. dad. Nah. What's your real heart? Nah. Look, so I like Brian Pillman, man. Um, his son is his son. So he got that going for him. So shout out to him for being that's Brian Pillman's crazy. son. And um, yeah, that's Bro that's said his son that's is crazy. his son. Oh, my God. That was the, uh, the wire Look, I'm sorry. Okay. bar. Like... So y'all know me. I'm the residential AEW fan. So I watch AEW a lot. So I'm very familiar with his game. I'm very familiar <laughs> with Brian Pillman Jr.'s game. I watch the Varsity Blondes. Brian Pillman Jr., he got a good look. Um, his dad is Brian Pillman. So hopefully it works out for him. But, man, y'all remember Dominic Mysterio two years ago? Yeah. Yuck! That's that's Brian. That's what Brian Pillman yeah. Jr. is right now. He got a long way to go before he turns into anybody that we should care about. But shout out to Brian Pillman Jr. Look, I ain't mad at nobody getting a job at WWE. Get your bread, young man. I don't really care for Brian Pillman Jr. I'm just gonna keep like it a stack. Right. I'm, I'm just keeping it a stack. You know what I mean? I'm I'm just being real. I don't really care for him like that. Um, I do respect that he is the second generation Brian Pillman, very true legend. Um, I think the work he's done on AEW has been okay at best. It's been okay at best. It's not anything to, it's not really memorable. I'm sorry. It's not like he, his name is what's keeping him moving. I don't think he's terrible, but it's not like I'm not losing sleep. If I don't, if I don't watch Brian Pillman Jr. But with that being said, uh, I do think that if there's any place to get him where he could possibly thrive, it's going to be WWE. I think they have a certain style, a certain way of carrying wrestlers that wrestlers have to adhere to. And I think that Brian Pillman Jr. could use that. I don't think he needs as much free reign as someone like a John Moxley needs to just do whatever they want. I think he needs direction. I think he needs structure. I think he needs a way of actually doing things in order to succeed. Um, The same way I feel that way about Dominic. So, yeah, it's super early. And it's early, like... Six months from now, we could go back to this podcast and be like, damn, we had it wrong. We were way off. Facts. You never know. This is wrestling, man. It's a beauty. Crazier stories happen, man. So We've knows, seen the bro. struggle of Dom. And after me seeing that with these eyes I have, anything is possible. Anything is Facts. possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to KG. Shout out KG. to KG. <laughs> and last we have is our friend, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Oh god. He gave god. FTR versus versus Bullet Club a five rating and said it's the best tag team match ever that was on television. Didn't you give it like a five and a quarter or something? Like what is a five and a quarter star? Bro. <laughs> The best tag team champions, bro. I mean, the best smoked. tag team match on uh, free TV. What is this ESPN ass stat, man? This is like, oh, LeBron James is the first player to score twenty seven on back to back nights on a on bro. a Tuesday in January. Like, bro, I can't even name other like TV. Like, huh? Dave bro, Meltzer, the, man, shout out to Dave Meltzer. He shout out to Dave Meltzer. I mean, for the he yeah. has a lot of <laughs> I see Silvan's face. Look, Dave Belser has a lot of pull in this game, man. He's a very esteemed journalist. What he says is, you know, people people live and swear by his word, but this whole five and a quarter star match thing, at some point we're gonna have to have it's a conversation about this. I, like I, what? I think what? I uh, man, you know, man, I'm trying to choose my words very wisely here. I do not care about Dave Meltzer. I don't care oh. about Dave Meltzer's rating system. I don't okay. care about Dave Oh, my Dave God, Meltzer's. yo, you black it out. You black it out. You give it too much. About, we got, look, we got a whole other podcast. No, 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 but that was a great match. It was match. a great match. It was a good match. You know, match. <laughs> and so like, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, look, I don't I don't really care for his five-star, four-star rating system. Um, I respect everyone else who does. Uh it's just I it just it's something I don't adhere to. But at the end of the day, that was a great match. It was a phenomenal match. Um the best tag team match ever. I mean, bro. I mean, the Usos like, don't have five stars. That. I mean, I don't. That's cats. The Hardys I mean, don't have a five star match. The yes, the New Day don't have a five star. But wait, what? The Hardys versus the Blood. And that's and it's no. no slight. It's no. no slight to FTR, man. Like and it, it's crazy. no slight to them, or the, or you know, or, or or the club, man. Like I'm not mad at those guys. Like they had an incredible match, but it was a good match. I, it, but it's just like you know, long, I don't, but... I don't know about the best tag team match of all time. Like I'm, and but that that's just me though. I'm like I'd have to. I'd have to like think about a lot of tag team matches, you know, <laughs> right. like, like just to even be, just to be in that space. But like, right? I, I, you know, shouts to Dave for honoring a really great match, even though I don't really care about your system. Just keeping it a beat. Right, well, but that's just me. It's all for clicks and views these days, man. That's all I got for the rundown. Oh, all right. Man. Well, we appreciate you, my brother, for that beautiful rundown that you just gave us. Incredible. So one thing we like to do on the, on this show is pay our respects to our favorite black wrestlers, both past and present. So we're going to give our flowers on this episode to one of my favorites, the Human Tornado. Hey. Now, I know a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all remember uh. Human Tornado for uh. his time in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. He was probably <laughs> <laughs> you see Cooley doing the dance. Look, Human Hell Tornado yeah. was probably yeah, how, how he was dance, probably bro. the first viral wrestler like when youtube was first the, a thing i remember seeing a human tornado highlight video on youtube where he was like just doing what he do pimp slapping people and dancing yeah. and it was like a sugar-free song playing and i'm like yo what is this wrestling exists outside of wwf and wcw right. yeah so i remember going on youtube and you know getting into pwg and stuff so human tornado pretty much ushered me into this whole independent wrestling space so shout out to human tornado it's a lot of mystery as far as where he is these days or what happened with his wrestling career. But, you know, shout out to Human Tornado. He's a legend. Probably I think he had a match like a year ago. I think he had a match a year ago. Something like, right? Not Michael. Not yeah. Michael Jackson. It was like, like, it was like, it was like a wrestler playing as Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. It, was like, it was in the backyard. I think it was in Compton, if I'm not mistaken. Or hey, like shout, out crazy. To, shout out to Human Tornado being in Compton. Facts. Hey, and funny thing, his, his his gimmick was so controversial at the time because you know the whole black exploitation thing, like the pimps and yep. all that image. But I get why a lot of people are like offended by it. But for me personally, I feel like black exploitation is art. It's black art at the end of the day. So shout out to it was also it was also like hugely popular amongst us as black people. So like yeah, I facts. I don't really take offense to like anyone adopting that. Like you know, people in the seventies were like pulling up. It was like a thing to do. To go exactly. see black exploitation so, so shouts to tornado man 
Shouts hey, out bro, to know, Tornado. We don't only give our flowers on this podcast, though. On this podcast, we do something a little evil, a little something, something a little dirty and sinister. We also pack people up. Y'all already know, I, I packed up Vince Russo early in the show because Vince Russo, you wilding for trying to ha- hang a black man on WWE television. Like, you are out of your goddamn mind. But that's who I packed up. Who are you fellas packing up this week? Who, who you got, Sylvan? Oh, you want me to go? Uh, me, you, want, uh, you want me to go? You want me to go? Uh, yeah, you go, Cooley. Yeah, you go. Cooley. All right, man. So we was talking about independent just now with Human Tornado, right? Oh shit. So I'm packing up somebody from the independent scene, man. It's a tag team group by the name of the Bang Bros. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, these dudes just got a cease and desist by the porn company Bang Bros. Now, you know damn well what that website was. Why would you even name your wrestling group that, bro? For those who don't know, this is August Matthews and Davey Bang. <laughs> those Davey are the wrestlers' names. They've been, they, name they've been wrestling. Hey. Bro, they've been wrestling for like over three years in the independent. And it's like, you you knew this. Why would you do that, man? We packing them up, man. That's, come on. Yo. That's sick. That's insane. That's like naming, that's... That's like naming this podcast <laughs> Pornhub. Like, obviously, it's going to get shut down at some point. We're not going to just skate Bro. through naming our... <laughs> What? Bro, Shout it's out crazy. To Bros, though. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Pause. Oh, and they're tag team champions right now too, by the way. But yeah. Hey. Hey man. <laughs> Reminds me of the Banger Brothers. It's like uh, ah, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Banger know, Bros. Yeah. The Banger Bros. <laughs> WWE stopped that real quick. They said like, yeah, fast right, here. Yeah, fast. None of that. Man, Who you, you got, Sylvan? I'm packing up somebody that you know. Honestly, I, we could pack up for the every episode if we really wanted to but you know uh it's kind of petty man but you know i'm packing up hulk hogan man you know what i mean hulk oh hogan, yeah for sure. thank you hulk hogan is hulk hogan is getting married for a third time to a woman that is 20 <laughs> to 30 years younger than him i just feel like he's about to repeat a cycle that he keeps repeating and you know and you know i pack them up just pack them up because yeah you know what i mean like brother like i don't i brother like pack him up, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't want to see a, I don't want to see you near, you know, wrestling ever again. I know you've been slightly teasing a return match, no, you know, retirement, yeah. return, retirement match. You know what I mean? We don't want to see that ever again, bro. Like I, I guess I'm happy that you found love, but then again, I'm really not. You know what I mean? So Yo, pack look. him up, get him out. Of here. Pack, <laughs> pack Hulk Hogan up, pack him for up. having a, a a ponytail attached to his bandana. For the longest time, I thought Yo. that his hair was real. I did not realize that <laughs> the back of his hair comes off with the bandana. What? That's crazy, bro. You didn't notice? What? Yo, yeah. Yo, oh, I, I he's been God, rocking the weave. Rough. Hulk yeah. Hogan been wearing a weave for the last twenty years, and we so ain't bro, he's, Ste- he's, he- he's Steve yeah, Harvey. He's Steve Har- <laughs> yeah, he's oh sick my god! He's you know he Harvey almost, does. you know him and uh, Vince had a chance to buy UFC at one point. Yeah, I know Whoa. they regret that. Yeah, they regret bro. that because UFC it. is um, as much as I love wrestling. Yo, UFC smacking bro, what right facts? Yeah, yes, well, had a chance. I guess that'll do it for this episode. If you enjoyed us, make sure you follow us on everything. Like, subscribe, follow us on MySpace, um, Hinge, um, <laughs> Black People, <laughs> Plenty of Fish. Golly. Uh, <laughs> follow us, follow us, like, subscribe, and we'll see y'all next week with another episode of Wrestling with the Homies. Peace. Peace. Peace.